Groove Café. And this is a part of the show I love where I get to share different stories with you through my guests on the Groove Cafe. Joining me today, I have Akaya Ambassador with Elizabeth Glazer Pediatric AIDS Foundation, as well as the CEO of House of Odette, Bena Asimwe, here with me on the show. Welcome, Bena. Thank you, Crystal. Happy to be here. I was happy to have you. Happy to have you. Thank you for joining me. You're welcome. So you are a nurse by training, is it? Yes, please. Okay. And uh, by a Kaya ambassador, what what does that mean? What does it entail exactly? Uh, by Kaya, uh, it means it's a role I do at Elizabeth Glazer mm-hmm. Pedi- Pediatric AIDS Foundation. Mm-hmm. I sit on a committee of African and youth advisors. Mm-hmm. That's Kaya in okay. short. Ah. Um, as Kaya, we are based in 11 African countries mm-hmm. and each country has two representatives mm-hmm. uh, also as well as a focal person like mm-hmm. a focal person is someone who guides us on the work mm-hmm. so what we do as Kaya we support the internal design mm-hmm. the organization mm-hmm. their messaging uh, the implementation the monitoring and research programs targeting the youth and adolescents. Okay, so you're working mostly with youth and adolescents. Yes, please. Okay, so how long have you been with the foundation? Uh, it's seven years now. Ah. Yes, but part-time. But part-time. Yes, uh, Do you work somewhere else as well? Um, yeah, I've been into three different opportunities, mm-hmm. but right now uh, I have my own startup, which is House of Odette. Mm-hmm. It's a fashion brand and we are targeting ladies. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my. Okay. It sounds like you're excited about that. So ladies, so by fashion, you're doing clothing? Are you doing jewelry? Yeah. What? Everything dealing with ladies. Ah, so where would we find you as household uh, debt? Right now, um, you're still operating online, mm-hmm. but you have an Instagram account. You can mm-hmm. find us at House of Debt. Mm-hmm. Then I will share also with the the contact mm-hmm. at the end of the show. Okay, cool. All right. Yes. So, so in terms of the work, you said for seven years you've been with this particular foundation, but you've worked with many different projects. Mm-hmm. When did you know you wanted to be a nurse? Uh, the moment I knew I wanted to be a nurse was when I was young. Mm-hmm. It has always been my dream. Did you know anyone who was already a nurse or working yes. in medicine? Yes, my godmother. Your godmother is a nurse, and I get the dream from her. Ah, okay. Yes. Uh huh. So, what did it take for you to get to where you are? Of course, it has taken me ups and downs, mm-hmm. lots of challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't finish my nursing course at the anticipated time I was supposed to. Okay. And where was that? Uh, I did my nursing course at Kavale School of Comprehensive Nursing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kavale is the district where I'm born. Mm-hmm. That's home. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. So there are lots of challenges because I was supposed to be completing the course within two and a half years. Yes, but I ended up doing three years. Okay. Yeah, I lost my dad prior to joining the course. Mm. So it was a little bit challenging. Yes. But I managed to get support from friends and family and I graduated. That was December 2016. Oh my, okay. As a comprehensive nurse. Okay. Uh Where was your first uh, internship, should I say? 
Okay, my first internship was at Kabale Hospital, mm-hmm. but I was also then working with Elizabeth Glazer. You were already working with them. Yes, I got in touch with the organization when I had just completed my first year mm-hmm. at the nursing school. Uh-huh. Yes, please. Okay. Did you get in touch to be a volunteer at that point? Yeah, they contacted me and I was volunteering at that point. Okay, okay. So what is it you feel people don't know about nursing as a profession or don't understand about nursing as a profession? Uh, nursing as a profession, it needs compassion, mm-hmm. empathy, mm-hmm. Uh, love for people. So if you don't have, if you feel like you don't have any of the qualities, <laughs> you try something else yes i don't think you fit to be a nurse yeah because people come and they want your help mm-hmm. and you're willing you're supposed to be willing mm-hmm. to support them in whatever way yeah i, I like that you said empathy compassion yes it's, it's, some people are competent they mm-hmm. have the skills that they need but yes sometimes you need that compassion exactly Mm-hmm, to feel comfortable, to feel safe. And also, I mean, you are the ones who provide more care, mm-hmm. more hours of care than, yes. than doctors. Than doctors. Mm-hmm. You're the one with full time with the patients. Mm-hmm. So they need to be feel safe and comfortable around you. They need to feel safe approaching you anytime they feel they want to. Anything they feel they want to ask. They, they need to have that confidence mm-hmm. in you. Yeah. And even if we look at our, at least our national health system here in Uganda, you find that, you know, there are way more nurses who are available and attentive than Mm. even the doctors that are actually available. Yes. Mm -hmm. So is that one of the the challenges that you came across when you started? Uh, I've not, like, for so long practiced as a nurse. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I've... Uh, taken much of my like I put much of my time in the organization mm-hmm. supporting the organizational activities mm-hmm. so even when I graduated I still continued supporting the organization so I didn't get enough time to do the nursing work okay okay yeah so in terms of your work you said you work mostly with adolescents mm. and, and children as well mm. um, what exactly is involved for you and what is your main focus uh, my main focus is uh, supporting uh, children and adolescents mm-hmm. who are living with HIV mm-hmm. to have a better life mm-hmm. to feel confident that living with HIV is not the end of life mm-hmm. Yes, you know, people have given HIV a different face, mm. like an ugly face, yet that was in the previous years, like in the 1990s. Yeah, in the 90s back then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right now, information has changed and it keeps evolving. And treatments are as available. As experts are working. Mm-hmm. So with the available treatments and services, the HIV testing services, my role is to make sure that the adolescents are comfortable taking their medication, they have access to their right information, they mm-hmm. have free spaces where they are able to discuss their issues mm-hmm. and they can live a positive life. Okay. Now, for the longest time, one of the biggest challenges was the fear that people had to just test in the first place. I think, I think even now, there's still people who 
know they might have been exposed, but they're so scared. They yes. they don't even want to test um, what's available at the moment. And if you know that you have been exposed, are there any steps that can be taken? If you know you have been exposed, what you have to do is rush to the health center. Mm-hmm. That is within 72 hours okay. for PEP services. PEP is post-exposure prophylaxis. Okay. That is when you have been exposed. Mm-hmm. You have to rush to the facility within 72 hours All right. to get assistance with PEP. Mm. Why I insist on the 72 hours, Crystal, is that the HIV virus lives in the cell Mm-hmm. in the DNA cell. Okay. So within the 72 hours, it's still rattling around the cell. It hasn't entered the DNA. Uh-huh. So you need to make sure in, within 72 hours, you've reached the facility, you've reached the health workers and they have assisted you. Of course, there are steps that will be taken. Mm-hmm. They'll have to retest you mm-hmm. to make sure you're negative. Then they have to... You have to be counseled, pre and post testing counseling, mm-hmm. and then you have the, to you'll be offered the the prep, the pep, sorry, mm-hmm. for thirty days. Okay, so it's also it's also part of the ARVs. Okay, it's part of the ARVs. Yes. So there's pep. There's also prep. Yes. Mm-hmm. So prep. This is a treatment that is given to those who are at risk mm-hmm. of exposure. Okay. And the category of people in this oh, in this domain are mm. like sex workers, mm-hmm. truck drivers because like you know with the sex workers they don't know the people they are sleeping with, they're not sure of their status and there's no other time of let us first test, let us first do this. Mm-hmm. So they they are at risk. Mm-hmm. So with them they are they have the right to access the prep mm-hmm. and they have to take this prep throughout the entire to protect themselves yeah the entire process mm-hmm. until the time they feel they want to leave the business mm-hmm. and they're like i'm done with this i'm tired maybe i want to go and do something else mm-hmm. there they can be able to stop the prep true i mean even though prostitution is illegal in uganda um it's very important that these services exist exist these and serv- the people are protected yes and that they're available because we can't turn a blind eye it is part of us yes. it's part of society okay so you 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 talked about pep you talked about prep, prep. Uh-huh. yes um most people understand ARVs as the drugs that you will take when you know when you discover that you're HIV positive. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like you said a lot has changed, a lot has evolved, even the treatments mm-hmm. are, are so much better. What should people know? Because some people are so scared. I think it's all based on ignorance. They don't really know what to do. They don't know what kind of treatments or drugs are available. You know, so what should they know? Okay, if Of course if they want to know all this information mm-hmm. number one is to come up mm-hmm. and go for HIV testing mm-hmm. but currently we also have the HIV self testing kits mm-hmm. they are available on market we have Oraquick we have Shoaquick we have Inst but as Uganda we are using Oraquick to test the antibody to HIV mm-hmm. through oral uh, oral saliva Uh, these are self tests so self you can take them at home yes mm-hmm. but that is if you are able to interpret the results ah okay yes if you are able to interpret the results this hiv self testing kits 
what you can use them if mm-hmm. you're able to interpret your results or if you you have a friend who is willing to help mm-hmm. interpret the results like in presence of someone you trust in a private press mm-hmm. so uh, after testing of course you're going to get different react uh, different results mm-hmm. the kit may either be reactive or non-reactive so mm-hmm. you have to know the step to take after this after oh. the results after you've interpreted the results mm-hmm. though the HIV self-testing kits don't determine the diagnosis of HIV you still have to go forward to the health facility and okay and mm-hmm. for more for more services okay because there are those professional HIV testing kits they determine mm-hmm. the start pack and unigold they also have to be used by the professional health worker mm-hmm. though for these they aren't available on market mm-hmm. they are only accessed in the health facilities okay. that are accredited by the government to to support HIV test, testing services mm-hmm. so uh if if you really feel you scared at least first try and have that the home test the home the, test, the test. Mm-hmm. because for them they are available on market in some pharmacies mm-hmm. and they can be given over the counter okay okay yes then that will push you to come up of course if it is negative that means you're on a safe side yes yes if yes. it is it turns out reactive mm-hmm. that means you have to take a next step to approach the health center. True, it's like a first step. Yes. And also why I think it's important for people to go into a health center. You mentioned the counseling mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people underestimate how important the counseling, the counseling is. is because at the end of the day the impact mm-hmm. you get matters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the end of the results. So you need that counseling to be able to guide you, to support you to make the right decision. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, day when you've gotten your results. Yes, to even prepare you for what your results are. Exactly. I'm, I remember how scary that was when you're sitting there waiting. You're like, I Like, oh my God, what will I do? Like, Okay, some people you ask them mm-hmm. what what is going to happen when you find mm-hmm. your results turn out positive. Mm-hmm. And people will be like, ha, I don't know. Mm. People will be like, I don't know where I'll go. I, they they have no solution mm-hmm. they have no decision some will open in, openly say i'll kill myself like oh, no. yes mm-hmm. people speak their minds because they are not expecting it of course but it is your role as a professional counselor to guide them yes. and after me after they've told you what they feel or what they expect or what is going to happen after they've gotten the results it is your role as a professional counselor or health worker to go ahead and guide them mm-hmm. tell them how hiv can be treated mm-hmm. through access to hiv hiv treatment arvs mm-hmm. and tell give testimonies there are people who are there who are living with it mm-hmm. but with of course with the client's consent mm-hmm. you share testimonies with the client and help them okay to have a positive idea mm-hmm. a positive mindset In many cases we think about adults when we're talking about taking these steps and then having the counseling and then you know making the decisions moving forward but it must be very different for you also dealing with adolescents and children. Yes, it's mm. a bit challenging because um, the dis- the disclosure the time of disclosure mm. in Uganda is uh, around 8 to 12 years. Mm. 
when you've diagnosed a child with HIV of course it's they are now still in the care of the care in the care of the parents and caregivers mm-hmm. so it's upon the caretaker's decision to disclose to the child oh that makes sense why there there are many people who've lived with it but they only find out when they're older yes they only told what the medication okay yes so with children we don't disclose their hiv to them directly yes mm-hmm. we dis- we 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 the, we disclose to the caretakers yes that makes sense because mm-hmm. it sometimes unless the child is 18 and above there they have the right to know their status mm-hmm. but when the child is less than 18 years you have to use the help of a health work of the caretaker mm-hmm. so when they because they are still in the caretaker's care mm-hmm. so they have to support them on the treatment mm-hmm. uh with time when the caretaker feels it's the right time to disclose mm-hmm. this child's status then they they will approach you and tell you maybe i need help disclosing to my child i'm unable to to tell them myself to tell them myself so i need help mm-hmm. but according to the uganda guidelines uh, disclosure to adolescents should by it say it indicates that by the age of 12 mm-hmm. there should have been full disclosure uh-huh. okay full disclosure of the hiv status to the adolescent okay thank you for explaining that so in terms of i mean from what from your work from your work with with adolescents with children um with the counseling all of this do you feel that people are trying to be more responsible with their choices at least living in the world today uh, what are some of the precautions that people can take um that need to be you know uh we need to remind people about of course with, with hiv mm-hmm. you never know when you get it mm-hmm. and people tend to look at only the sexual part mm-hmm. like be having being gotten through sexual transmitted mm-hmm. but there are also other ways in which hiv can be got mm-hmm. through blood contact through needle pricks things like that mm-hmm. so you have people have to have an open mindset and look ahead mm-hmm. and come up for the testing however much they have the scare the fear they have to have that open mindset mm-hmm. because christo you will hiv doesn't show any signs yeah mm-hmm. you're going to live with it like for 5 years 10 years or even shorter or even longer unless there is cell conversion mm-hmm. So so that means you you don't know you can easily pass it on as well exactly you you're transmitting to other people because you don't know mm-hmm. so unless people have an open mindset then it's not going to be easy for us mm-hmm. to to work with them but of course we have to sensitize the communities mm-hmm. we have to tell them hiv is not the end of life yes there is the there are new guidelines mm-hmm. that can help you live a positive life mm-hmm. however much you find yourself positive though we are still having challenges of stigma yes and discrimination mm-hmm. in communities true that is a big challenge but I think the the first step is knowing your status, having control at least over something. Okay, according to the UNAIDS goal right now which is the 1995 target whereby the 95 is uh people who people need to know their status. Mhm. 
Yes, people living people living with HIV need to know their status. That is the 590, mm-hmm. the first 95. The second 95 is that people living with HIV who know their status need to be on treatment. Mm-hmm. The third 95 is people the ninth, people who are living with HIV are on treatment have to be virally suppressed. Uh-huh. And when you're virally suppressed, you're taking your medication well, that means you cannot pass on the mm-hmm. virus to another person. Okay, okay. Yes. Right. So in our sensitization, we also dwell on that. And share that information. Yes. Okay, so Ben, how can we get in touch with you online? Online. Um, I have an Instagram account mm-hmm. that is Ben Asimwe. Mm-hmm. Um, my contact is... I can share my contact mm-hmm. my WhatsApp mm-hmm. is plus 2750477767 uh, my MTN is 7853003328 okay uh, I'm also on LinkedIn those mm-hmm. who want to connect with me on LinkedIn as Bena Asimwe okay Yes. And then House of Odette. House I haven't forgotten Odette. about your fashion Thanks. house. <laughs> okay. House mm-hmm. of Odette. We are also on Instagram mm-hmm. as House of Odette. Mm-hmm. But you can also reach out to me through my WhatsApp number. Okay. Uh, then, Crystal, before I also forget, I'd also like to share the number of the HIV mm-hmm. self-testing uh, services in case one wants to reach out mm-hmm. uh, because there has to be follow-up on the results. Uh-huh, right. On the follow-up and documentation of results. Mm-hmm. The number is 0800 0020555. It's a toll-free number. Yes, it's a toll-free number. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming in for reminding us about so many things that are important and also just explaining, you know, that it is absolutely possible to live a positive life. It is crystal mm-hmm. as long as you're open-minded mm-hmm. as long as you accept your status first step is accepting uh-huh. because people of long ago w- would have wanted to live with mm-hmm. us now but they were unable because there's no treatment by then yes but right now you have a chance to live a second life mm-hmm. so accept your status and accept the services and get support mm-hmm. that you need Okay. Well, Benna, thank you so much for joining me on the Group Cafe. You're welcome, Crystal. Happy May you continue to be blessed in your work. Thank you so much. <laughs> Groove Cafe. RX Radio. Happy vibes. Sweet connections. The Groove.